Welcome to the Steam Engine podcast. We are Jay and Lucy, and this is a podcast to discuss people-first leadership within the workplace. In other words, what it means and what it takes to always put people at the forefront of every business decision. Our mission is to inspire you to rethink the way you make decisions in the workplace. Now that Lucy stopped being really serious, let me tell you a little secret. This podcast is just two mates who are really passionate about putting people first in the workplace, sharing their chat and also inviting you to join their movement. And with that being said, let's dive into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to the Steam Engine podcast. We are on episode four and today we're going to talk about role models. So if we were to look at what the actual definition of a role model is, albeit quite boring, right? Like, but we've got to start somewhere. A role model is someone who inspires behaviours and these behaviours can be both positive or negative. Now that Lucy's being super serious, she's the serious one. <laughs> I'm the not so serious one. Actually, Lucy, role, yes, that definition is really clear. However, you're a role model from the time you were born, really. Like if you are role modelling to somebody as the episode is called, there's eyes everywhere. Somebody's <laughs> watching you, really. So you don't have to just be inspirational to be a role model? Absolutely not. I mean, there are inspirational role models, absolutely. However, I mean, if you really think about the when you were small, mm-hmm. your parents are your role models. My parents are still my role models, like in so many different ways. And that also translates to work. I don't know whether you remember because it was so long ago that you started work but not for me not for me I just started work like a couple of years ago oh spring chicken mate spring Spring chicken chicken. (laughs) but I used to like even to date there are so many role models in my career that I look up to for so many different things how many of those would think that they were your role model how Um, many of them would know it I don't think I don't think not many not many. So one person actually comes to mind. So when I moved to Australia, it was such a different culture for me and uh, and to understand uh, the little nuances of the culture and like some of the slang I still don't get. So this particular manager that I had at the time used to always, it's really so- something really silly. For Easter, mm-hmm. he would buy Easter eggs for his entire team. It's so cute. And it's not, I thought, oh, yeah, like this is a big company. I'm sure you're paying from your corporate credit card. No, no, no. He would all, and every birthday for every person, he would do that. He would buy a little gift, nothing big. But role modeling showed me is is care. Like he really cared about his team Uh, on a personal level. Is that where you think you got it from? (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's just because I, it was, um, it was such a different cultural shift when I moved here because I think we are going to go off topic if I say this but nobody invites you to their house in Australia oh yeah right it's not a thing but we've had this conversation before it's weird I've let her in my house today guys (laughs) (laughs) but 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 that was so different like Mm. oh that was very personal so I it kind of gave me the insight how he role modeled that Mm. it's okay you can still be who you are Right. Yeah, that's true. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what are your, who are your biggest role models and what are, what do you think are their biggest like values or? Big question. 
so I don't think I'm going to name and shame people. No, 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 we don't. This is not shaming though, but still. That's interesting. Yes. Because I think there is definitely an argument to say that there are positive role models. So people who inspire to behave, you know, well, or, or drive you to behave differently in a very positive sense. There are also negative role models. And I feel the way I just look at practically how the concept of a role model plays out and I think there's conscious ones and subconscious ones so I don't think anyone goes looking for a negative role model consciously you don't go I want to behave like more of a dick so I'm gonna find someone to emulate (laughs) I don't think that anyway and but I have definitely been influenced by what I would say in hindsight would Mm. be negative role model Mm. and my example of that I think I didn't know if I wanted to go there quite so early but here we are, was around just, I guess, stress levels at work and allowing them to be managed or whether they can impact the rest of your team. In the past, there's definitely been leaders who've outwardly shown how stressed they are and had that stress kind of weave its way very clearly into the direction they're giving me and my peers, for example. I'm probably stronger now, but at that time, that was my role model to go, this behaviour is okay. Mm. Or... Not even that it's okay. This is what needs to be done to get the job done. So I found myself being a mini version of this. And actually when jobs weren't getting done or tasks weren't complete, actually being also that stress head and really talking to someone in a way that was very outside my value set, which we've discussed, not in a not kind way. I find myself a lot more effective as a leader when I am being kind, which actually involves me keeping my stress levels in check. That was only in hindsight. And actually that was a um, a period of time that interesting, I think, to learn that lesson about negative role models. You bring a very interesting point around uh, that was a while ago, because when I was a uh, <laughs> little girl, no, not little girl, but like, you know, like it just... Well, it wasn't that long ago, no, to be fair. <laughs> but when you start your career, you... I'm sure like I've learned, I'm still learning to be a role model is not easy. It is really hard. You have to be totally conscious and self-aware of your actions and the imp- implications it has on other people. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm 100% sure <laughs> a long time ago when I started managing teams, mm-hmm. I would have been an absolute bitch. I would have been <laughs> because <laughs> when I think of I may be a bitch even now, once in a while. We are not perfect. We are still learning. I'm trying and learning to be aware of where my my triggers are to become a bitch. If that makes sense. Yeah. But what are the things that you feel like that helps people be conscious of and aware of others are watching? Yeah. And so I think that definitely goes back to the point that whether you're a leader or a team member or or a friend or exactly you're role modeling something and to be fair that sounds very stressful so i think that an awareness of it an awareness of a self-awareness of how do i want to behave how do i want to be seen and again that goes back to your value set so some people might want to be seen as go-getters super organized very clear and direct blah 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 Other people might want to be seen as, you know, super empathetic, super kind, very compassionate. And that might, they might come across very different. So I think the first thing is be aware of what you want to role model, I think, and that you don't have to all be the same. So I definitely, when I look at my role models, I take bits from each of them to make up kind of what aligns with me. And now I can't remember what your question was. (laughs) 
Well, that's 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 exactly <laughs> what this podcast is about. We don't know what we're talking about. No, we do. So, uh, Luz, I think we touched on the conscious and unconscious role models, yeah. right? So, one of the biggest realizations for me that I am a role model is even though my parents, my mom has been my biggest role model around so many things. When I became a parent and when my daughter and when my children start kind of not imitating but they are kind of copying and things that I do which which is basically I am role modeling things to them subconsciously subconsciously so for example it's a really valuable insight that I've had around how to respond to situations so responding to situations is also you are role modeling to so many people at work you are not only role modeling to that immediate so let's say you're in a meeting you're having a conversation you're not only role modeling how to handle that situation to the people in that immediate conversation but to everyone around you there are eyes everywhere yes. everyone is listening yes so absolutely. you can either go down the negative route that i just mentioned which yes. was like big stress head and this is how the meeting plays out and yes. this is what we take so yeah so so i i want to kind of delve into listening because how do you role model listening it's one of the most difficult skills mm-hmm. whether at work as a leader or whether as a mom or as a friend listening is a very very important skill but listening can be two different two or three different things listening can be you listen to respond mm-hmm. or you listen to understand yep okay so in the workplace so i'm a finance professional a lot of people like finance professionals at work because <laughs> we challenge things however i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this because finance will object will challenge proposals in organization we will but um, most of the time you get challenged back and you get to he- you get feedback on your challenges five years ago maybe i would listen to respond because i want to defend i want to be defensive i want to just say that's not true i don't want to i'm but i'm listening right i'm listening you think people who are talking to me would know that i'm listening but i'm listening to respond so does that mean you're giving them the space to speak but you've already formed your answer absolutely the, yeah. my, i formed my answer in my head even before they started talking <laughs> but i'm listening yeah but now consciously i try so hard to listen to understand the impact on that the 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 result of that is so amazing like it's so much better people feel heard mm-hmm. you are actually making business decisions after you've actually understood the root cause of the challenge and the problem and recently somebody actually came to me and said um that was so good how you handled that situation because you actually listened to the problem before you responded. So how does that feel for you? Like so if you compare listening to respond versus actually listening, sorry, listening to understand. Mm. Does that feel different? How do it's, I know that I w- I'm listening to understand, which is what I believe will drive the better business results? Yeah, well, it's it's a really difficult one for you to for, for me personally to get my head around because I think really fast. I think so fast. However, it felt so good. because everyone came to a resolution and solved the problem in the most logical way and everyone felt heard i didn't jump to respond mm. and it was a much more collaborative decision 
and it creates a harmony in the culture of whether it's a team or etc and do you feel like you got to the right decision absolutely with the information you have yeah. because it's a collaborative conversation it's not like i'm waiting to respond to you the reason i asked how it felt is because when i've done that sometimes when you're having that conversation you're listening to understand and asking questions it can sometimes feel like you're losing control or mm. you look like you don't know what you're talking about because you're asking questions and you're allowing what you might think to be true to not be true and then as a leader well have I lost control of this am I looking like I don't know best so I've done this before I'm not saying I'm perfect at it at all mm. but halfway through it can see it can feel like you're like am I going to be able to pull this back and get to an aligned decision mm. that's the best for the business because I'm learning on the fly so I think it's something to be practiced over and over again and actually if you have anybody important in that at, or maybe a peer explaining what you're doing before you go and do it because mm. I've definitely had that where I've had team members look at me like what are you doing like you're letting it go and then actually actually everyone's trying to understand here and if you breed that culture of like let's make sure we all understand then everyone then agrees with the decision Mm -hmm. as well I think to your point is probably how it played out there rather than oh Jay said and they might be quite happy yeah Jay said so let's go so I always believe business results are a byproduct of the culture that you create in the organization this kind of positive role modeling and listening and actually getting to the business result with that positivity Mm. I think you can't put a value to that it's a long-term benefit for an organization and the other point is around role modeling you're actually role modeling to the younger generation I know I'm not that old like (laughs) really even though you're getting there mate (laughs) (laughs) you're actually role modeling because when I was in my earlier in my career I had the privilege of having really amazing role models but I've had some really shit role models as well. Like which I, as you said, like you learn, oh, they're getting things done. Mm-hmm. So I might as well try that and be a bitch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what I like about the younger generation thing is actually harks back to an experience I've had recently where I have been working with a really good role model. And the way that has played out for me is versus, you know, prior, I call them negative role models, but I want to think of a better word for that. Like the stress, etc. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't work for me because you end up being unkind and that doesn't align with me, right? I don't I don't respond well to tough love. But there's a one of my current role models actually is has a very stressful job, lots going on, huge amount of things on his to-do list, huge amount of time pressure and a lot of complexity. What I've noticed is that the way they operate is effectively a shock absorber and Mm. always comes to me with, okay, these are the key things that need doing. Here are all of the timeframes that need to be where they need to be done. What support do you need from me? Off you go. Like very clear. I don't think once I have ever seen him be stressed about it. And so that I trust their reactions all the time and know that actually will be calm or I can go do you know what I'm stuck at this point so can we workshop this together and the interesting thing about the generations point that you just made was that one day I I'm, I'm impressed with this work right basing having mm. had the opposite and I said to him how do you kind of stay so calm and you're not just like really stressed and he actually said one of the reasons I do I operate in this way is because all of the managers that have got the best from me in the past have operated this way. So actually, and, and what 
he's taught me is that it's okay to operate this way. You can be super senior, super successful, but you don't have to be a stress head or an outward stress head. I don't know whether it's all internal. And so that's passed down. And actually what I'm going to do is pass it down. So what that Mm. is, it's not only passed down by generations, it's passed from company to company. Yes. Business to business. And I just think the power of knowing how you want to operate and actually executing against that is is huge. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And that's how cultures are built. That's how things change. And the other part of another really interesting part of role modeling is where I've learned so much from this. One of my managers, previous managers is he was at a stage where he had an aspiration to get to a role in his career, but he knew he had some deficiencies in terms of softer skills, etc. Yeah. And as senior as he was, he was so vulnerable and had the courage to go and really get a coach and get feedback Mm -hmm. around his behaviors, his leadership skills, stakeholder management skills. At that senior level, you would never think that they would want to even go down that path so that their direct reports and the direct reports, direct reports would see that they don't know much. Like they're learning, they're yeah. improving. That's a really good point. Like you get to a certain level and you're like, well, I must be. I must be good. I must right? be great at I'm, what I do. I'm the don. Yeah. But so that kind of role modeling helps entire organizations mm. to go, hey, that's really cool. Like they can learn. I can learn too. I can, I'm, it's okay. It's fine. And also to be aware of and be vulnerable enough to be open about it know what you're good at right and own that as well like absolutely everyone's allowed to own what they're good at but Mm. also owning what like what you're not so good at but then be like well that's why i've built this team in this way (laughs) to make up for for my deficiencies correct but so so i mean coming back to our topic around role models they're everywhere Mm. like you are role modeling every single minute like whether you are going to the shopping mall with your kids or whether you're at work and like Mm. just even if you are not contributing to a meeting you are modeling some behavior there it's interesting you just said that because we've talked a lot about role modeling by what you're saying Mm. and what you're doing there's also where the subconscious role modeling really comes in Mm. is how you think because you can let clues out as to what you really think you could sit there and and you know be like oh jay you're the most wonderful finance professional i've ever worked with your blah 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 blah. but if i'm sitting there rolling my eyes or Mm. i forget to say or check in with you or whatever it might be Mm. it might actually go like well i got the lip service but where's the thought and actions Mm. and i think one of the things um that's really interesting to think about uh, is around do you assume positive intent of your mm. team or are you actually sitting there going why haven't they done that piece of work what is like what are they not doing mm. like are they just taking the piss everyone's working from home now so i bet they're just on the beach like you know or are they you are, but... <laughs> don't say that out loud <laughs> um you know are uh, whereas if you actually assume the positive intent and make sure you're setting tasks very cleanly timelines are clear and actually if they're not getting done the connection and the conversation mm. to be had as opposed because if you don't do that and and you might be saying that you and I might be having a corridor conversation I'd be like oh my god Jay Bloggs didn't do that bloody thing mm. and I think he's a bit lazy lazy yeah which is me not assuming positive intent mm. at all all that does is one set the standard that I 
talk shit about people behind yep. the office you will then go away thinking joe blogs is lazy and he might he not is. get brought into your team promoted it might become this massive rumor that's not even true and it's just maybe i'm a bad manager and didn't set expectations appropriately and that it's okay to talk behind people's back right? yeah because you're role modeling to whoever you're talking to mm. yeah yeah so a cu- it drives culture as to what you Absolutely. just said around you know on the one hand you could have a, a really senior leader who's getting a coach and being vulnerable about their things and that breeds culture great yes. culture yeah. um, on the other hand if you've got you know the same yeah. person making these small comments as much as you don't even think, think they're a big deal it. yes absolutely so i think um we've covered quite a bit of around role modeling and um, being conscious about it and being unconscious role modeling mm. and positive and negative role modeling mm. that is really super important so what i would like um, anyone who's listening is to always it's not easy trust me like i i it is not easy to be always on and role modeling however be self aware and always be open to feedback around mm. the impacts you have on other people yeah. and think about the kind of role model you want to be yes. and try and align your actions start aligning your actions or you might already be amazing at what you do but consider what you want to be and then work your way to towards alignment with that i think you can't go wrong yeah and um, would click in to really hear your feedback around like how you have found this really the role modeling of your peers or your leaders or your parents or whoever really keen to hear what you guys think yeah that'd be awesome well thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week thank you for listening to this week's episode of the steam engine podcast Don't forget to like and subscribe at whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on and leave a review. That will really help us tailor this podcast to what our audience needs.